Hey, York Alliance, welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Tuesday, November 3rd. It's Election Day, and uh, it's the day that many of us have been waiting for, hoping some of the craziness will end. We'll see how that goes as we jump into today. Hope you're doing well and uh, hope that you are planning to find a time to vote throughout the day today. I'll keep this a little bit shorter so that you uh, are not taken away from your civic duty listening to the podcast today. I uh, have been struck over the last several months about the dichotomy between the fact that we are citizens of a country but that we are primarily citizens of another country, that um, the Bible calls us exiles and foreigners, those who are just passing through. Um, The book of Hebrews tells us that we have no lasting city here. And so there's this tension because we're engaged in the world around us. We should be engaged in the world around us. We are placed where we are, Acts chapter 17, on purpose. God's put us here. And there's a responsibility and a right to citizenship that's important. That's something that should be considered. But that responsibility and right is dramatically subject to the larger citizenship that we have, the citizenship that we have in heaven. And so our responsibility is always to balance the two, to Uh, recognize the correct and proper order between the two things. At our community group last night, our worship leader read for us out of Philippians chapter 3, and I think it's a really appropriate way for us to think as we go into the the day today. Paul is talking in Philippians 3 about his willingness to set aside all that he has, all that uh, that that makes him unique, his uh, his upbringing and his training, his intellect and his ability to set them all aside in order to gain Christ. It's a very um, famous passage in verse seven. Whatever gain I had counted, uh, I had I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus. My Lord, and he he goes on and and unpacks a willingness uh, and even a desire to suffer as Christ suffered, a, a desire to grow up into maturity, to take hold of Christ, the one who's taken hold of him. But then, as his uh, thought continues, he, he says this: uh, "Let us hold true." This is verse sixteen to what we have attained. Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and their glory is in their shame. With minds set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven. And from it, we await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Paul saying this, that there are those around us, uh, even those who we look up to and respect, 
who are so focused on earthly things that they've gotten the priority wrong. I'm not at all suggesting that they're not followers of Jesus. I'm not all at all suggesting that they're not people who are uh, who are who are going to spend eternity with in heaven. I'm simply suggesting that there's a way that we get our priorities confused. And as Paul says, uh, there are some who have become in that enemies of the cross. Not again because they're uh, they're they're opposed to Jesus, but because they're so focused on earthly things that they've failed to engage the cross of Christ. He says their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. Now that can be interpreted a lot of different ways, and there are some who would say those are clearly those who are destined for hell. Those are not followers of Jesus. And that's certainly possible. But it's also certainly possible textually that these are people who uh, Paul's talking about a, a temporary destruction, the fact that our Hope, when placed in earthly things, will never satisfy. That uh, the things around us, the temporary things of this world, will never give us what we need. Our citizenship is in heaven. That is what all interpreters agree upon. That Paul's saying, yes, engage in the world around us. Yes, recognize that uh, we have a responsibility to be a part of the society that we are placed in. But recognize that we are first and foremost citizens of heaven. It's important to remember going into a day like today that there is no party that aligns perfectly with the gospel of Jesus. In fact, both parties, to one degree or another, are distinct from the gospel of Jesus and are opposed even to some of the clear teachings of the gospel. And so we need to recognize that there's uh, not a faithful way to vote. We can't make voting a measure of faithfulness. We have to instead uh, recognize that we are, we should be politically homeless. We should be uh, those who choose one side or another because a choice has to be made. But recognize that um, there, there is no perfect way to vote. And so, therefore, we can't be uh, measuring others' faithfulness by voting one direction or another. Um, there's a, a, great, a great piece of voting advice that uh, John Wesley wrote in his journal back in 1774. That's a long time ago. And uh, he, he, he says this, I met those of our society who had votes in the ensuing election, and I advised them, number one, to vote without fee or reward for the person they judged most worthy. Two, to speak no evil of the person they voted against. And three, to take care of their spirit, take care that their spirits were not sharpened against those who voted on the other side. I think that's great advice that Wesley gives hundreds of years ago and great advice for us as we uh, step into the voting booth today. We should go vote without fee, without reward. We shouldn't be uh, doing it because uh, we are getting something back. We should do it as we vote for the person that we judge most worthy of our vote. We should speak no evil of the person we vote against. 
And we should be careful not to sharpen our spirits against those who vote on the other side. Important and timely advice, and I pray that you and I would take it as we step into the voting booth today. May our hope be in Jesus alone. May we recognize that the power comes from him and that you and I are the temple of the Lord. And so as you take the temple of the Lord into the voting booth today, can I encourage you to do so with an eye to the glory of Jesus and the hope that we have in him. May you and I be peaceful presence as we go into the world around us today. I pray that the grace and peace of Jesus would rest upon you, dwell within you, and very quickly and easily flow from you as you engage the world today. Amen. I look forward to being back with you again tomorrow. Grace and peace to you.